and welcome to Talk Jela, a podcast series by Weird Kaya. I'm your host Sarah and today for this episode, we have our very own uh, Weird Kaya intern, Raihana, on today's episode. So let us just all give her a very warm welcome for today's episode. So welcome Raihana. Hi, thank you for inviting me. <laughs> yeah, sure, no problem. After all, you are part of the Weird Kaya team, so yeah, it's just... Uh, it's, natural that we brought you onto the show so yeah so today's topic we are going to do a little discussion or should i say like like a post-mortem on probably one of the craziest elections we've ever had in history yeah so because um for all you who have voted or are living under a rock and do not know what has been going on since november um malaysia just had this 15 uh, general elections on November 19 and for the first time in many years uh, Malaysia had a hung parliament uh, which means that neither uh, political coalition had the majority to become the government so what we have right now is a unity government where it's like a it's like a mis- mishmash of like, all the coalitions coming together and you know forming a two-third majority so on and so forth so yeah, I just want to start off this discussion about talking about the events um, before GE15. So um, Raihana, for GE15, was it your first time voting? Yes, it is my first time voting. Okay, so it's your first time voting. So prior to voting in GE15, um, can you share or describe a little bit of how was your political knowledge or at least what was your political opinions as a whole? Okay, so um, back then, when I was younger, way younger before, before this undi 18 is allowed in Malaysia, my I think I would say that I had zero knowledge about political issue. I was so ignorant back then. I don't even want to know about political issue, about what's happening in Malaysia. But uh, after I know that undi 18 is now allowed in Malaysia, I started to to learn a bit about Malaysia, about what's happening in Malaysia, about political issue, just to get a clear view about the government itself. It's not that I know a lot now, but I could say that I am a bit uh, more patriotic than before. Lah. <laughs> yeah, ah, that's okay. what I can say. Mm, okay, so just now you mentioned that you weren't too interested in politics prior to Undi 18 being passed and even before G15 came into being. So would you mind sharing like uh, what could be the possible reasons behind your lack of interest towards politics as a whole? Because of the issue that has been going on and on and on, people keep saying that this person is not good and how bad the economy in Malaysia and I felt like uh, I don't want to know about this. So I don't want to mess my head with all these um, political things, with all this mm-hmm. knowledge. So I just like ignore, ignore it as a whole. Mm, okay. Yeah, I think this is uh, quite a fairly common um, perception for first-time voters yeah. or people who have no prior knowledge to political system because... Um, back when I was in uni, I think I've mentioned this before, like in past episodes, where um, I was surrounded by people, or at least my peers were the ones where they were like, you know, um, politics is no fun, it's no good, 
And as long as it does not um, bother my life, um, I'm pretty cool with whoever that's in government. But the thing about politics is that I think uh, after you have voted, I think you have probably seen this for yourself by now, is that actually politics affects us way more than we actually yes. would like it to, to, to do. Because um, at the end of the day, who you vote for or who you do not vote for actually determines um, the trajectory of how your what's it going to say how your future is going to look like because um, people in power are going to come up with policies that will either be in your favor or it will actually negatively impact you so just now you mentioned about um, undi 18 um, so how did you come to know about this um, piece of legislation because I think it, it, it's quite it's fairly new I think it was just passed I think in 2019 I mean mm-hmm. I could be wrong but I believe it's around that that period or so so how did you come to know about this um, law I think because of Sid Sadi I've been following him since 2020 and also around that time Undi 18 was so like was very controversial. It's a controversial issue at that time. And yeah, I saw that a lot on Twitter. And then they announced like in the 18 and 18 year old now can vote. So yeah, I think mostly from Twitter. Mm, okay, all right. So speaking about only 18, um, you were saying that it's pretty controversial. Um, what is your opinion about giving 18-year-olds the right to vote? Do you think that they are actually mature enough to to make the right decisions? Because um, after GE15, I think we'll get to this later, uh, we saw, we can see that there was a rise in uh, like right-wing um, Islamic parties such as PAS or Perikatan National as a whole. And a lot of a lot of people actually blamed it on Undi 18 because they mm-hmm. say that, oh, you know, these teenagers, they are easily swayed, you know, like, you know, whatever you tell them, they are just going to take it like it's, it's like scripture and then they're just going to vote for whoever they think is right. And um, a lot of people were saying that actually Undi 18 did more harm than good. As in, it did not really proper, properly educate 18-year-olds, but actually it drove them like to the other extreme. So as a first-time voter, who actually voted thanks to Undi 18. What is your take on this? Um, actually, I saw I saw about that too, that they said they blame Undi 18 for these political things that is happening now. But um, honestly, when I first started to know about Undi 18, I felt I have a 50-50 feeling about this because me, myself, at that time also, I felt like I'm not mature enough. I don't have enough knowledge about this and that. Mm-hmm. And then, but um, as soon as I registered, I think I registered myself for the SPR group. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. um, I know that I am now, I, I now can vote. I think that Undi 18 might give you cons but also they have pros on it because it's true that we are easily influenced by money by those scriptures you know if if people give us money and then to uh, influence us to do this and that we, we easily get influenced by that but also there are a lot of there are other um teenagers or gen z that is mature enough to vote and there are also a lot of them who has enough knowledge on political issue and 
I could say that even though people see us as the 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 blame, people blame us for these political issues. Mm-hmm. I could say that we also contribute a lot to this political success. To the yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I think I think statistics wise, it has been proven over and over again that. Um, young people in Malaysia are often known as the kingmakers because um, they are the ones that are slowly taking over a huge bulk of the vote of the voter population. And okay, so my opinion about Undi 18, whether is it a good thing or a bad thing, I think as a whole, Undi 18 is a good concept. It's a good concept in a sense where it actually advocates political awareness which I personally think is something we Malaysian use like a lot. We are aware that there's such a thing called politics, but we don't know how to fully use this quote-unquote power in a positive way. So I think only 18 was one of the very few um, laws that actually gave young people the platform, or at least the realisation that they can actually make a difference in a system where they view as boring or irrelevant. And then as to whether um, 18-year-olds should be blamed for the rise of certain um, right-wing parties, I think that is still a little bit too early to say because I'm pretty sure a lot of people from the older generation voted for these parties as well. So I I would say that the quote-unquote blame would have to be spread around uh, evenly. Lah. But um, yeah, but I would say that all in all, Undi 18 is still a good initiative nonetheless. And I think we should continue to leverage on it because um, if it's not for those um, brave young Malaysians who actually saw the need to address the lack of political knowledge, I don't think um, you, Rahana, or your peers would have this opportunity to vote at such a age of 18 years old. Yeah, yeah. so... Mm, yeah. I don't think so, without, yeah. if there's no only 18, I don't think I know, I still know about political issues now. Mm, yeah, so you have only 18 to thank for that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, we are now just going to move on to the fun part that is during GE15. So, Rahana, you were actually part of the Red Kaya team that actually um, covered, like did live coverage of the results. Lah. But we, we will tackle the voting part first. So, I'm just curious, which constituency did you vote in? Um, Subang. Oh, you were voting in Subang. Lah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... Could you describe your feelings when you were lining up to actually get your finger inked and you know casting your ballot for the very first time? Like what were you feeling right at that moment? Okay. I will share from before I go to the voting place first. Okay. So I woke up really early because I felt so excited to vote because it's my first time voting. And I get excited easily uh, whenever I, I do something for the first time. So I woke up really, really early. I think I woke up around 7 a.m. that time. Wow. So I get ready and all. And then and then I, I go I went there at around 8, 8 a.m. So when I arrived there, I felt very energetic mm. <laughs> and excited. And I could say that I, I felt happy at that time because I was like, so, oh, now I am big enough to vote. But when I was lining up, it was so long. How long did you line up for? How long did you line up for? 
it, it took me around one hour and thirty minutes. Wow. Yeah, and then oh, the place okay. is very very packed. So I was mm. like, oh, okay, that's not the fun part of voting. <laughs> but still, I feel very excited. So when I was lining up, okay, my my saluran is a saluran where all the Gentis are lining up. So I could see the excitement on their face, and I could see the difference between uh the 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 queue of Gen Zs and the queue of the millennials from other saluran. Yeah. I could see that. I could see the excitement from Gen Z's face, but I could see like a rich face from the millennials. So yeah, I felt very excited at that time. Mm, okay. So uh yeah, I think when I remember when I was voting for the first time, I really felt like wow. I felt like I it almost felt like I could do anything and almost everything because it's like did you know that with one single finger, this you know this <laughs> finger dipped in purple ink, I can actually change the country. Well, at least a little bit, uh, one way or another. Yeah. So, um, I would say when I was, when I was a first time voter back in the twenty eighteen um, general elections, I was pretty excited also. But I don't remember waiting that long though. Maybe I waited like maybe thirty minutes or so, or even shorter than that. Like even this year. I mean, this year, I think it was slightly longer, like maybe for five minutes, because um, I don't know, maybe they had more people turning up to vote or whatever it is. But yeah, people woke up really early. Like I, because my polling, my voting station um, is just like uh, right opposite my house. So I could actually see the line, you know, like people literally woke up at, like people started lining up at 7.30 in the morning. And they wow. were like lining up from the school all the way to the main road. And then, like it was almost leading up to the entrance of my parents' house because I live nearby my parents' house and I was like, holy smokes, people, you guys actually don't sleep. Like you guys actually wake up this early. Like guys, <laughs> you know, you don't have to wake up this early, you know. But I think it's a, personally, I see this as a good sign because uh, Malaysians are actually still quite willing to exercise their democratic rights. You know, yeah. um, a lot of countries, they don't have this opportunity where it's taken away from them when they can't, when the, government tells them like no um we call the shots you the people just follow whatever we have to say but um, i i would say that malaysians are still quite fortunate in a sense where even though our system is flawed but we still have this very sacred opportunity to like vote every five years yeah so yeah it's good to hear your story about being a first-time voter yeah so then now we're just going to move on to the coverage so um you were working alongside us um during the the, the, the live coverage i think it started at around 5 or 6 p.m because that's when the results started rolling in mm-hmm. so could you do you like do you mind like sharing like uh, what actually went on because i wasn't there <laughs> i wasn't there to like witness the chaos or whatsoever so like could you maybe just enlighten me on what actually went on during that those very long hours it was really long <laughs> but it was fun actually because um i still remember we eat pizza we even though it, it quite it was quite intense like actually to know to to cover everything to cover the constituencies and to give a live update and also fast update but despite that we had a lot of fun it's not just we, I didn't feel any intense air surrounding us, but I felt I enjoyed it a lot. It was quite fun. 
we also had a good laugh, I, I could say. And yeah, I still feel full. I didn't feel hungry at all. So, and also it was my first time doing this kind of thing. And even though I felt nervous, felt, I felt very worried that I might do, I might do some mistakes on covering it. But still, I felt excited about it. And I could see like everyone's enjoying it, even though it was quite stressful. But it's not really stressful because I could see that everyone still can laugh. So, mm. yeah. Ah, yes, the power of adrenaline when emotions are running high and your brain just can't seem to compute what's going on. Yeah, that's when adrenaline starts kicking in. Yeah, so, but yeah, it's good to hear that um, it was quite a lively uh, scene on your end. Um, okay, so then we will now move on to the to the results part and the aftermath that is after G15. So uh, I'm pretty sure when everyone uh, woke up on November 20th, I don't think everyone actually expected to wait uh, five days for a prime minister. So during this period in time, like uh, what were some of the things that you kept uh, looking forward to within like the, 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 the so-called five-day period in waiting for a prime minister? Actually, it felt very... I felt anxious and I worried a lot, actually, because I'm afraid that my voting does not count. I'm afraid mm. that it won't make a change. And also, I'm afraid that um, the the country, Malaysia, will be governed, will, will fall into the wrong hands. Mm. So, it was very intense, actually, to wait for that long. But, and also, the result is also actually very unexpected. But all is good now. I can see improvement on the country, little by little, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what I felt. So you are currently, quote-unquote, happy slash satisfied with our current unity government? Happy, satisfied, and a bit worried also. Because mm-hmm. it's a unity government. And we yeah. can see that it's not up to what people expect it to be. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, same goes for me also. Like, during those... Um, five days of waiting for a prime minister. I think I've never felt so much anxiety, like within a span of like so many days, because this has never happened before. Because what we have always seen for the past more than sixty years is always G fifteen finish and then prime minister almost immediately, and then after that you form the cabinet and then yeah everyone goes back doing their own stuff. But this was unprecedented because we had a hung parliament. We had to wait five days for a prime minister, and even when the prime minister was formed, like we have a unity government, like like what I mentioned just now, it's just like a mishmash of all the, you know, like like semi semi willing parties that had to work together, and I think I share the same sentiments with you. Like I'm happy to see certain faces in the cabinet, um, but at the same time, I'm feeling a little bit um. I'm feeling a little bit apprehensive as well as to how this is going to turn out because um, this has never been done before. We have, like, you know, our girl, I'm not, like, I'm, I don't exactly, I'm not sure whether I can say that this is, like, a lack of faith from my side, but I really do hope that things turn out well because I really, I, I'm really not in the mood for another election. Like, I'm really not ready for that. Like, GE15 has really punched all the air out of me, really. So, I really don't want to go through that again. But 
I guess we will just have to see how it works out. Lah. Hopefully it works out for the better and you know our government can you know all in all work for the people and not for themselves. Lah. I think that's the that's all we can pray for. So yeah, so I just want to ask you as a first time voter, having gone through like you know um you know registering as a voter you know, voting physically for yourself, doing the coverage, and then seeing, like, uh, a, a new government being formed. Has it changed your view towards politics um, in any way whatsoever, or do you still, pre- still pre- feel pretty much the same? Yes, actually, it changed a lot. I still remember uh, going back home after being in the office for hours to cover, to update Malaysians with the GE15 results, I still remember coming back home and then I had a little argument with my dad because my dad keeps telling me this and then about this political issue and then I keep um, answering otherwise, you know, I have different opinions with him because we both voted differently. Um, we always, I also have friends who have different opinions who always blame on races. So because of that, also, I felt like I, I have the need to to learn about this political issue so that it won't bring such um, racial hate or racial issues to me or to for my family or for my friends also. So because of this unity government also, I can see that the government, this unity government actually represent uh, all races and all regions. So it makes me feel... Um, it makes me, you know, feel the need to know more about political issue. And also because I have already voted, it means that I have done my part. And also I am one of the contributors to the, to, to what's, to, to the government right now. So, yeah, it changed a lot. It changed me a lot. And it has made me to learn more about government, to know more about government, to be more um, knowledgeable in this political issue so that I could I won't make any such wrong move in the future yeah mm, okay well if if I may I think your 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 answer is probably one of the most unique answers I've ever heard from a first-time voter because um, I've talked to I talked to people like my friends or my social circle like um most of the time, I always hear them say, uh, you know, feeling like often express uh, a feeling of despair, especially like during this kind of like unexpected turn of events. But what I can hear from yours is that yours is one of hope, where despite of whatever that is going on, there is still hope, there is still potential that things can actually turn for the better. And I'm actually glad that you see it that way because um, I'm... I, I can see that we Malaysians that um, we really need a lot of hope. You know, we have been we have been through so much. Um, you know, ups and downs, and unfortunately, in recent years, we have seen more downs than than, than ups, lah. So I think, well, I guess all of us, like young, both young and old voters, um, we need to you know hang on, have hope. You know that you know one day Malaysia can become a country that everyone is proud to to call their own so okay yeah so as a closing remark oh you're proud you're you're (laughs) very proud to be one right after g15 yeah 
Yeah, glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. I think this is, this is. I think this is one of the like and a message that I think I hope. Uh, I personally hope that this episode, uh, um, our listeners can take home lah. This is the message that I that I want to, uh, impart to them. So, right. So as a uh, closing remarks, um, what would you like to say to those who? Are going to be first-time voters in the next general election, or people who are undecided on whether they should vote or not. Do you have anything you want to say to them? Okay, so to those who is going to be the first-time voters, or those who still um thinking whether they should vote in the future or not, I think it's best for you to go vote because that uh voting is actually actually symbolizes us as a Malaysian because. This is part of your job as a Malaysian. So, what before going to vote, make sure you have knowledge about each parties. Don't just go vote because your parents ask you to, or because uh, you 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 know just you just know about the party generally without working, mm-hmm. doing any research about it. Be, I think, be knowledgeable about this. You need to. Learn about each parties. Don't simply put heat on each parties because I believe that each parties has their own has their own advantage also. So be I think be rational and be neutral and choose wisely, and be more alert on what's happening in Malaysia. So please go vote. I urge you guys to go vote <laughs> because your future. Is actually depends on you, so yeah. Yep, I fully agree with what you said. So, um, for for me, what I would like to say to um, would be first time voters or people who are sitting on the fence about voting, um, I like to reiterate one again is, this is your duty, as a Malaysian, and if you do decide to vote, vote according to your conscience. Don't vote because someone tells you to vote for this particular person, or because someone else is telling you that oh, if you don't, um, don't let anyone influence you because yes. um, this is a choice that only you can make for yourself. No one else can can make it for you, because if they could, your name wouldn't be on the on the on the voter on the voting paper. You know, simply put, it would be someone else's name. So your name is there for a reason, and then this is one of the very key choices that, um, you can only make every once in every five years. So, seize every opportunity and do educate yourself on what is going on. Like, if you are not sure who you should vote for, you can always uh, read up on the MPs or your aduns if you are voting for your state assemblies and. Yeah, if you are lazy to read, like um, most, I mean, some young people are <laughs> during these days. Um, you can follow, um, these politicians on social media because, um, yeah, this is one of the fastest way to actually get quote unquote get connected to these um politicians um uh, indirectly, and that's also one of the ways how you can gauge their performance, their character, or how they actually address certain issues. So yeah, but. Bottom line is, um, know your stuff, and when you do go vote, make sure it's uh it's a choice that you personally want to make, not because someone else is 
um, telling you to do so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And also um don't be so obsessed over one party over certain party because if you're so obsessed, it will make you to always look on negative parts about others. So it'll be hard for you to see the good part of other parties or the one that could benefit you a lot more than your than your party that you obsessed. Mm-hmm. Yep. So one like uh one good guideline is that you vote based on principles, not based on the person, because a person can change. But what is most important is that that person's uh, morality and principles never change. Yeah. So at the end of the day, um, you know, make sure that that person shares the same values as you would like to see in a in a person of authority. I would say that would be one of the bottom lines up uh, when you want to decide who to vote for. Like voting along party lines is often not a very good idea because um. Uh, a party and the individual are separate entities and you know sometimes a person can change parties and then that person's values yeah. may change also Definitely. yeah we have seen that multiple times before the 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 anti-hopping law came into effect so yeah vote according to a person's principles not because they belong to a certain party i think that is what one of the uh, key guidelines that uh, all uh, potential voters can follow in the future so yeah, we have come to the end of today's episode. So thank you so much once again to Raihana. Um, it was very, yeah, it was very insightful to hear your stories and your views as a as a first time voter. So yeah, I hope to see you vote again in another five years time. Right? Of course. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. Right. So if you enjoyed this episode and you like to hear more content from Kaya, you can follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Or, alternatively, you can follow us on our social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and many more. So, I'll see you guys on the next episode. Take care and bye!